Hello, and thank you for joining us on our Inspire Church podcast. It's our prayer that this message inspire you, that it builds your faith, and that it can help you see how God desires to move in your life. Enjoy the message. This morning, I want to talk about some of the characteristics of an overcomer. Who here wants to be defined as an overcomer? Come on, two people. That's awesome. Rest of you, hold on to your stuff. It's all good. <laughs> I definitely want to be an overcomer. You know, I want to be that person that man continues to break walls down, the person that continues to walk in freedom, person that continues to remain full of faith no matter what's going on around my life. And uh, we see in Psalms 27 verse 1, the Lord is my light and my salvation, so why should I be afraid? The Lord is your light, He's your salvation, so why be afraid? So why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger, so why should I tremble? Come on, man, we serve an amazing God. And uh, the meaning of the word overcomer, you ready for this? I like this. To get the better of a struggle or a conflict. Ooh, hello. Eh? Come on. We can stand up against any struggle. And man, we should be getting the better of that. That shouldn't be getting the better of us. We should be getting the better of that. But not only that, it says to conquer or defeat, to prevail. How many people here want to prevail? How many people here want to defeat? How many people here want to be that person that we would overcome? Because you know what? We all face trials. We all face challenges. We all come up against resistance in our lives. Resistance is the wall that we slam into when we're trying to walk into freedom. Resistance is a thing that stands in the way from you and I being that overcomer. We can talk about it and we can all of that as much as we want, but ultimately we're not called just to talk about it. We're called to live in it. We're not called just to say that we're an overcomer. We're actually called by our actions to declare that we're an overcomer. People should be seeing us as the church. This building is not the church you and I are. People should see us as the church being ones who are overcoming our situations, walking in freedom, walking in victory, seeing breakthrough become a reality in our life, seeing our back balances turn around so that we can be blessed, so that we can prosper, so that we can be a blessing. See our family members get saved, walk in healing. What are the things that's going on in your world this morning? What are the areas that you need to overcome? What are the victories that you need to win? Because this morning, man, when we say yes to Jesus, when we give our life to Him, we get filled with the Holy Spirit so that we can walk as an overcomer, so that we can dominate the areas in our life that need it. And so I've got a few keys in a moment uh, about how to do that. But Zach, our oldest son, he's pretty old now. There he is over there. Oh, he's gone. He's about to call him out. Oh, there he is there. What's up, man? He's single. I'm taking offers. And uh, it'll cost you, but. And, uh, and so anyway, uh, when he was born, he was an amazing dude. Handsome, as you can tell. A lot, a lot like his father. And, uh, and so anyway, he, um, as he was eight months old, he was coming onto that thing where he was starting to eat solids. And so we gave him uh, some baby yogurt, which had dairy in it. Now, we didn't know that, he, uh, that anything would happen. And so anyway, he's guzzling this bad boy down. He's loving every moment of it, you know, eating it hard. And, and, and it was all gone. We're like, whoa, man, settle down, son. Swallow, right? But then a few minutes later, he breaks out in this rash. Now, he was our firstborn. Oh, I don't know, parents here, when you've got your firstborn, you know, any sign of, of sickness, any sign of, you freak out, right? You run screaming like they're about to die. You know, if it had it happened to our other kids, we'd be like, you'll be right, mate. Have some Pamol. I'll even give you the hard stuff. Right, the real Panadol or the Nurofen. I'll pop that pa- tablet down you at eight months. No, I wouldn't. I'm joking. But, uh, but you know, it, it's amazing. The first one, we freaked out. We panicked. Our first response was to go to the hospital. And so we did. And they checked him out and they said, oh, he's had an allergic reaction to dairy. And so, but his reaction was that bad 
that when, uh, and this is no joke, no exaggeration, most preachers exaggerate stories, right? Not me. And so uh, anyway, we grabbed a milk, like if we grabbed a milk bottle and then we would touch his face, it would break out in a rash. That's how extreme and severe his uh, allergic reaction to dairy was. And, and it was amazing because we looked at that and said, man, God, we know this is not the best for our son. We know this is not what, uh, you know, what you have for his life to be someone who would have to maintain and manage, uh, you know, this, this allergic reaction that he had. And so we declared, we stood in the gap, we prayed because we're called to be overcomers. As his, as his parents, we were called to stand in the gap where he was not able to because he was only eight months old. I know our kids are amazing. They probably could pray at one year, but eight months, no. And so anyway, we stood in the gap as parents and we prayed and declared that we would see this turnaround, that we would get the victory that we know God has called us to. Guess what happened? Nothing. A year had gone by, nothing. It saw no, it saw no change. Doctors didn't know what to do. Two years, no change. Three years, no change. It wasn't until the age of five, as we continued to pray, as we continued to stand in the gap, that all of a sudden, we saw God move and he was completely healed. But you see, it didn't just happen. We had to choose to stand up and continue to press in, to continue to fight that battle, to continue to declare that we would see God's presence move, that we were called to be overcomers and that we would see that become a reality. There are plenty of times we wanted to give up. I'd love to be able to stand here today and say, no, we were full of faith the whole five years, praising Jesus. No, we weren't. There are times we thought, man, this is obviously, this is our lot. God, this is what you got for him. That stink. But yet then we would get, have people come around us who would encourage us and stir us up to stand in faith again. And ultimately God came through. Come on, we need to be people who would know that we're called to be an overcomer. Psalms 41 verse 13, for I hold you by the right hand, I, the Lord your God, and I say to you, do not be afraid, I'm here to help. I love this picture because it's a picture of God as a father, as a loving father. That when you're in the midst of trial, when you're in the midst of challenge, that he holds you by your right hand and says, come on, son and daughter, let me come with you. Let me walk through you. Let me comfort you as your dad. Let me protect you as your loving father. I love it, man. When our kids, like my youngest got up last night, he couldn't sleep at 11.30. I'd just gone to bed and, and he comes in and I'm like, what's wrong? You guys can't sleep. And so it's amazing how, you know, that whole thing of he jumps into bed, I just cuddle him and, and, and in five, 10 minutes he's asleep. Why? Because it's that comfort of a father. That same comfort that God will give you. That same protection that God will give you if we choose to let him. A few characteristics of an overcomer, you ready? Overcomers believe. If we want to be someone who would walk in victory, we have to know that we're called to be that person. That we're called to be that overcomer. That it's not just an anointing for a select few, it's an anointing for every person here. That God's called every person here to be a person of overcomer. That God's called every person here to be someone who would dominate the devil, who would dominate the areas that we see are not in alignment with what God says and that we would walk in freedom. We're all called to be overcomers. But if we don't believe it, if we don't know that it's a reality of who God says that we are, then we'll never walk in that freedom or possess victory that God has called us to because we don't believe it. Because what you think you become, if you think and you, you allow the thoughts to dominate you that I could never walk in victory, I could never be an overcomer, then that will be the thing that will determine your steps, your actions, your habit patterns, the way that you live will be dictated to by that. So often if we struggle to believe that this could be a reality in our life, then we've got to get our thoughts into alignment with what God says, with who God says that you are. You are called to be a conqueror. conqueror. You are called to, 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 to dominate and defeat the things that come your way. You are called to be an overcomer. I love this verse, Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. 
Do not depend on your own understanding. How many times do things happen we don't understand? In Corinthians, it talks about there are things that will happen that we'll never fully understand nor fully get the full picture of until we go and be with him. But he says, trust in him, no matter what we see. Don't trust in him just only when we understand or only when we get the full picture. Trust in him always, no matter what we see, no matter what's happening around us. Continue to trust in him. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. God is a faithful God when we trust him, when we believe what he says about us. Second thing is overcomers need to live in reality. Overcomers that have a very real understanding with what's in front of them walk in victory. They know what they face. When we lose touch of what the reality of our situation is, then we are unable to put the steps into place to walk out in the breakthrough that God's called us to. Many people don't live in reality. I'll just bury this thing that's going on in my life because I haven't yet seen the breakthrough. I'll just tuck it away and hope that at some stage it'll sort itself out. That's not reality. I'll just wait until I see God move and then I'll start serving, then I'll start honoring Him, then I'll start doing the things that He's asked me to do once I've seen my breakthrough, but yet God says, no, no, would you walk as if you've already won the victory? Would you walk as if you're already an overcomer, even if you haven't seen it in the natural? Because then when you start to do that, God's presence moves, and then we start to see the breakthrough. We have a very real view of what our situation is. Yes, I'm stuck. Yes, I'm struggling. Yes, I need a breakthrough. What that does is it moves us into a greater dependency on Him. Because of the The truth of the matter is you can't walk in your breakthrough. I can't walk in my breakthrough on my own. I'm not that skilled. doesn't matter. You might be the smartest person here. You might have a doctorate in in doctor stuff. I don't know. You might have a doctorate in doctorate, right? You might have a PhD in OHD, GG, you know, all that kind of stuff. But the reality is it's not in your own strength that you can walk in freedom. It's in a dependency on Jesus. So therefore, when we have a true view of what's going on in our world, then we now know that, wow, God, I don't have the ability to see this breakthrough in my life. So Jesus, I need my dependency on you. I need to look to you as the one who is the breakthrough. Overcomers have a very, a living reality. Romans 4, verse 19 to 20. And Abraham's faith did not weaken. He's talking about Abraham when they were believing. They'd be a father of nations that God would bless them. He did not weaken, even though at about 100 years of age, he figured his body was as good as dead. And so was Sarah's womb. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promises. In fact, his faith grew stronger. And in this, he brought glory to God. I love this passage because Abraham lived in reality. He knew that God promised that this would become something. He hadn't seen it yet. But yet he knew that in the natural, there was no way that they could conceive. Because he was a hundred. He was gone. He was dead. Her womb was barren. There was no way that he could, you know, they couldn't, they couldn't get it to work. But yet what that did, he didn't allow that, what he saw in the natural, he didn't allow the reality of that to be the thing that, oh, well, I guess I missed it. That must have been a promise of God that I was meant to walk in 30 years ago. No, no, no. He continued. What that did was that drawed him to a greater dependency on Jesus. It caused him to look to Jesus as his source, as the one who would help see him walk in victory. Another thing overcomers are, overcomers walk in wisdom. Victories are won when godly wisdom is present. Victories are won when godly wisdom is present. Man, there's been plenty of times. I'm a hot-headed Kiwi, I'm telling you. 
There's been plenty of times that stuff's happened. My response to that has to be good, to go all in. I'm going all in, guns blazing. Verbally, physically, I'm all in. I'm coming to get you. Right? There's been plenty of times where that hasn't worked for me at all. Actually, it's never worked for me. It's never had a good result. I've learned over the years that when I allow my emotions to be the driving factor of my response to a situation, that it never turns out good. What I need to do is actually just take that step back and just remove the emotion out of it and go to my God, my Father, who is the wise one, and ask Him, God, give me wisdom about how to handle this situation. Because if you want to be an overcomer, you won't overcome when you're walking out of your emotions. You'll overcome when you walk in a godly wisdom. Godly wisdom comes from Him, not from Google, not from Siri, as cool as she may be. It comes from God. When we're in, the mo- when we're in that heat of that moment, We're not seeing our breakthrough happen yet. Haven't seen it become a reality. Who do you run to? Run to God. Ask him for for wisdom. God, show me what I should do in this moment. God, this is my response that I want to do. I want to go all in guns blazing. Lord God, speak to me with wisdom right now. And then it's amazing that when God speaks and we walk out of the wisdom of God, well, then all of a sudden we begin to overcome. There's been other times where I've learned to actually go to my wife because she's pretty smart. She's smarter than I am. She's an Australian. And, uh, and so there's been times when I've gone to her and I've just, I've been full of emotion. I've been like, babe, this is what happened and this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go, I'm going to let them have it. And she's like, hang on a minute, babe, calm down. I'm like, I'm calm, man, I'm calm. I've got this. I am all good. I'm calm. Just let me at him. She's calm down, man. I'm like, okay, cool. Just breathe. And I ask her, well, this is what happened, what should I do? She goes, actually, you know, babe, it's not that big a deal. I'm like, you're what? You're a crazy woman. This is huge. So no, it's not that big a deal. Look, let me just help you through, work this through. I'm like, Ah, oh, it's not that big a deal. Now I see. Sometimes we need to use the wisdom, the godly wisdom. Don't go to people that aren't saved. Go to the godly wisdom, right? It's important who we go to, but my wife, she's saved. She's Jesus' lover, and she's wise, so I go to her. It's worked so, man, it saved me so many headaches. Don't be led by emotions. Be led by godly wisdom. Proverbs 4, verse 6 to 7. Don't turn your back on wisdom, for she will protect you. Love her, and she will guard you. Getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. And, when, uh, and whenever, uh, whatever else you do, develop good judgment. Godly wisdom, come on. If you want to be overcomers, last thing, the bank, come and join me. Then don't be overwhelmed by what you see. Don't be overwhelmed by the giants that are in front of you. The bigger the giant, harder they fall. The bigger the need, the greater the victory. I want to be someone who walks in victory. I want to be someone who smacks down those giants, gives them a good kick while they're down, punches them, whatever. We're called to be giant killers. We're called to overcome those things that we see in front of us. But so often, we allow what we see in the natural, natural to be the thing that would determine our responses. Don't allow, allow what you see in the natural to be the thing that would determine how you act or how you live. It's not what you see in the natural, it's who you see. When you look at Jesus, when you ask Him, when you go to Him, when you look to Him instead of the difficulty that is in front of you, then we start to become an overcomer. The enemy will always try and make it look bigger than what it actually is. I play basketball. You say, I can tell. Thank you. And uh, I'm one of the, normally one of the shortest dudes around, but sorry, I can drop threes on them all day. And, uh, and so anyway, funny thing is for me, like I'll, I'll look around and see who's tall or whatever, and I'll be like, well, man, that dude's like far. Like I'll size up the other team in the pre, pre-game shoot around in our comp that we play and, and, uh, 
And, and I'll always look like, wow, that guy's big, man. We've got no one that size. Our bigs aren't that, that tall, man. They're going to dominate us on the rebounds. It's going to be very hard. And uh, there's no way we're going to win. See, when we look at things with that perspective, when I look at, you know, my, my gameplay, for example, with that, then I'm already going into the game defeated. So when you look at your situation and say, well, this giant is so big, how could I ever overcome that? We end up walking life already defeated, but yet God calls us to stand up and walk victorious. I've learned over, over a bit of time that I, I don't do this anymore. I don't, look at, I don't care what they look like pregame because often the big guys are actually not that good. They're actually the softest dudes. I can push them around, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and so, you know, it's amazing. The bigger they are, the harder they fought. What are the giants in your world that need to come down? You're called to overcome them in Jesus' name. Why? Because we need to position ourselves to get God's perspective. We need to position ourselves to see God move. James 1 verse 2 to 4, Their brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. How many of us look at a trouble? Oh, well, thank you, Jesus. My bank balance has no money in it. I'm considering it a great joy, right? No, none of us do, yeah. But we should. Why? Because it goes on to say, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. Come on now. So let, let it grow. Let it grow. Let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Your God's got you. My God's got me. Our God's got us. Come on, Craig Rochelle says this quote. When we accept the fact that your true identity includes being an overcomer. When you accept that fact, that your true identity is being an overcomer, here we go, then you will settle for nothing less than a miracle. I love that thought. When I accept the fact that my true identity is called to be an overcomer, I will accept nothing less than a miracle in my life. Come on, let's not settle for what we see in the natural. Let's choose to be overcomers. Let's ask God to give us wisdom. Let's ask God to God give us a real, uh, true reality of the situation we're in so that then we can move forward in Jesus' name. Come on, let's believe the fact that God has called you to be an overcomer, that you are well able. Don't let what you see in the natural be the thing that determines your response in Jesus' name. I love every eye closed, every head bowed. Jesus, I pray for your presence this morning. Uh, this morning. I thank you that you're with us. Lord God, I thank you. You've called every person here from the youngest to the oldest to be an overcomer in Jesus' name. Lord God, this morning, we choose to stand up as an overcomer. Lord God, we choose to walk as an overcomer. We choose to live life determined by what you say we are, by who we see through you, by the things that you ask us to do, not by our emotions, not by our feelings, not by the things that we see in the natural, but by who you say that we are in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray for situations that need to move. And in the name of Jesus, we take authority over them. And we declare, have your way in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray blessing to every family, every household, every marriage, every child here, every young person in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, we declare that you would fill every person with the spirit of overcoming in the name of Jesus. Thanks again for joining us. If you have any questions or simply for more information regarding Inspire Church, visit us at inspirechurch.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. It's our prayer that you live inspired by the Word of God and more alive in Him than ever before. Until next time.